Let's go down to the urban homestead, Pasadena by the freeway. Right down there on the urban homestead, Jules and his family are working away. Come on down to the farm in the city, back to the future, back to the plan. Right down there on the urban homestead, loving the life, back into the land. Oh, 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 help the garden grow, singing. Oh, 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 we've got to help the garden grow. Welcome to the Urban Homestead Radio. We are your hosts, Anise, Justin, Jordan. Thanks for tuning in. Today we have a special guest, Elizabeth J. Cron, who recently won Miss California, United States 2017. Hi, Elizabeth. Thanks for joining us Hello. today. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Great. So um, we showed you around the homestead. Um, so what did you think for your first time here? I thought it's amazing. The systems that you have in place here are what you were saying ancient but mm -hmm. also very modern at the same time because here we are in the middle of a city and you're growing thousands upon thousands of pounds of edible goods mm -hmm. and so it's really phenomenal to be able to look back and see all of these different growing strategies being applied in the urban setting mm -hmm. yeah you have a question for her? Farming, farming. <laughs> I know you spent Earth Day with uh, we've uh, Food Ford. We're very yes, familiar with that local organization. Yeah, we really, hosted a couple. Of them. Yeah, we've actually partnered with them um, a couple times. Um, so, can you tell us what you did for them and what your? Sure, yeah. we did a grapefruit rescue harvest <laughs> uh, a little bit past Pasadena, actually, mm -hmm. to yeah. the east. I'm not. I don't remember what. Mm -hmm town exactly it mm -hmm. was in but it was this very nice woman's backyard and she had this humongous tree mm -hmm. that was just it was time for the grapefruit to come down so it was either the grapefruit were going to fall and be wasted or mm -hmm. like she did she contacted food forward mm -hmm. and she had us come in mm -hmm. uh, it was myself two other volunteers and the pick leader mm -hmm. so four of us total and I think we got about 600 pounds of grapefruit mm -hmm. off of that single yeah. harvest yeah and that was my first time using one of those like long sticks mm. that grabs them and you know you got to yank it off yeah. and there's definitely a technique so that was really fun uh you could have seen me up there in my ladder like still using this 10 foot pole to to get this stuff on the top of the tree so that was amazing and i'm actually considering um going back to food forward mm -hmm. and volunteering with them i believe they have another mm -hmm. harvest rescue mm -hmm. in a couple weeks so i'm so what they do with the 600 pounds of grapefruit they went ahead and donated it. Yeah, so they donate yeah, to the like people in need, food mm -hmm. banks and stuff like yeah, that. Exactly. So, yeah, exactly. Because there's a lot of people who have a lot of fruit in the backyard and they actually can't do anything with it. Yeah. So it's really nice that people, you know, 
if you're older, you can actually call someone and have a picket. Yeah. And that way it doesn't go to waste. And then yeah. it keeps people's backyards cleaned as well. So. And she was nice too, because mm -hmm. she's like, leave me like 10 or so yeah. grapefruits <laughs> on the tree. <laughs> leave me some of that low hanging yeah. fruit, but take the rest, make a donation. Yeah, we're, I mean, nice. we're blessed that yeah. in, in California, it is a heavily, I mean, there's so much produce in people's backyard, yeah. not produce, but fruit and produce too, in yeah. people's backyards. And it's just, it goes on. It, some people just can't can't use it mm -hmm. because it's too much. So, yeah. and here in Pasadena as well, this is one of the Tree City mm -hmm. USA's. Mm -hmm. So I I know about that, but I don't know too much about that. What does it mean to be a Tree City USA? Uh, this, this, they protect the trees along the streets. Cool. So it's it's like the the um, what's it called the urban forest? Yeah. So uh, like art like urban urban. Yeah, forest. they actually mm -hmm. are active in planting trees along the. the um, they're very strict on tree removal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like they have to go through from the If you take a tree Some out of your trees yard, are you have to get it protected. Permitted. You can't, unless it's safety or yeah. hazard. Mm -hmm. You can't remove certain oaks or yeah. some protected native trees yeah. and mm -hmm. stuff like that. So yeah, I think the policy is if a tree is removed off the street, one has to be replaced. replaced. They can't. If oh, one wow. is diseased, then they have to take it out. It's by law, you have yeah. to replace the tree. See, now I love that because mm -hmm. just, and I have a story from a couple weeks mm -hmm. ago. I'm sitting in my apartment and we're right by Universal Studios mm -hmm. there in Studio City, a little bit up into the mountains there. So we have some growth. And all of a sudden, there are these people outside our back window and they're chopping this tree down that's hanging uh -huh. over our cars. Which, okay, great, less stuff on the cars, less debris and all that. But they kept chopping and kept chopping and kept chopping. And I went out there and I was like, hey guys, what's going on? Long story short, they ended up chopping down the wrong tree. Uh -huh. They were in the wrong <laughs> parking lot. <laughs> so between like 10 different phone calls to the yeah. landlord yeah. and you know the company and all of that, and I don't speak very much Spanish, mm -hmm. but you know I, I learned to how to say please stop very quickly. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. just hey guys, like you're, I don't think you're supposed to take this, and sure enough, they weren't supposed to take mm -hmm. that tree. Oh, well. um, and I was well, yeah. so sad because the year before I watched a hummingbird mm -hmm. make a nest right outside my window, mm -hmm. and now those branches yeah. are gone, and mm -hmm. I've seen that hummingbird come back to mm -hmm. nest again, and mm -hmm. it's just impossible so yeah it takes away i mean we're lucky to live in pasadena blessed to live in pasadena actually yeah. pasadena re give you will give you 10 free trees really? so as a resident of pasadena they're encouraging people to plant and a lot of the in in the free tree list a lot, lot of them are fruit trees yeah. so they're encouraging people to plant trees that not only for the environment for shade you know oh to goodness. you know to natural habitat. Yeah, so they have a shade so. tree program their limit is 10 per mm -hmm. resident and you buy a tree and then they, they'll give you a rebate for it. So That's they're super trying cool. to promote. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. Man, how yeah, do we get Studio City on <laughs> well, Tree try, City tree, USA? Um, actually, Tree People. Really? Try tree okay. People. Them. Them. Okay. Yeah. Love He's it. very. Um, and Eucalyptus? Yeah, and, yeah. He's been doing it for almost 30, 40 years, maybe, of just planting trees throughout Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. So they're always, you know, they looking for places to. Too. And they have right. volunteer programs, okay. too. So. Tree people. I think I've heard it. Is that in Topanga Canyon? Yes, it yeah. is. I yeah. have heard yeah. of that. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. Well, tree people, here I come. <laughs> for your next project, right? Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I was curious a lot about, like, the platforms you're standing on in your campaign. Sure. So my platform is Redefining Beauty. 
it's 2017. Mm -hmm. Everything is changing when it comes to beauty. You know, when I was growing up in the 90s, it was the six foot tall, skinny as a rail, supermodels. Yeah, exactly. But as you can see, uh, and for people that can't see me, but they're going to visit my social media, you will see that I am a statuesque five foot two. (laughs) I have a little Harry Potter scar in the middle of my forehead from when I was running and playing as a child. I'm not your typical beauty queen. Mm -hmm. And I don't think anybody should strive to be typical Typical. regardless and so for me my platform and what I really want to get out there and speak on behalf of is redefining beauty what does beauty mean to you how do you find your own beauty because me once I started loving myself for my height and for my other imperfections I was okay with making mistakes I was okay going and taking risks and and expanding myself expanding my soul if you Mm -hmm. will to do these things that other people are kind of scared to do. Mm -hmm. I never thought I was going to be a beauty queen, but three years ago I started competing and people were really starting to respond to having someone up there that wasn't the typical that they could relate to and say to themselves, hey, I, I guess I don't need to be super tall. I don't need to be this. I don't need to be that. When I first started competing, I was actually 30 pounds heavier, and that was due to an injury that I got at work. And so I fell into depression and I gained about 30 pounds. Throughout this journey, it was never my intention to say, hey, I need to lose 30 pounds. Throughout my journey, I've said to myself, I want to be healthy. I want to be strong. I want to be able to lift the things I need to lift for work. And I want to be able to dance again because the injury took away dance from me. So throughout that journey, I've been able to redefine myself as a person. Mm -hmm. And through that, I really kind of embrace whatever beauty it is that I have inside to bring it out to the world. That's very that's very yeah, I know that. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, they, advertising, mm-hmm. marketing, yeah, magazine thing, or catalogs, they try to they all look alike. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Almost like cookie cut out. cutter kind oh, of. Yeah. yeah. Mine, I mean, my dad, all dad, he always had this belief, you know, it's like individually and do, you know, be who you are Mm -hmm. but at the same time even growing up that way you know not being in the brands and the and you have to be like everyone else it's still pressure there is still pressure where you just don't actually it's everywhere everywhere. even even living this lifestyle yeah i mean in sense like we're not you know doing that in a sense but even living a different or alternative lifestyle yeah is and for all of us who's gone through teenage stage it's very it's very difficult to stand and Different. And be different, mm-hmm. and until you get past that, but even if, it's even a challenge. If you're, if you even if you know better, the yeah. pressure yeah. gets insane. And yeah, you know, you know better, but it's like, huh? Yeah, yeah. I think you hit it with individuality, yeah. because a lot of society is really kind of told to blend in. They're told, don't push the norms, don't make people feel uncomfortable. And so many of us are just kind of stagnant where we are and, you know, afraid to push the boundaries, afraid to create and come up with something new. Mm -hmm. But when we embrace our individuality, we embrace our creativity. And Mm -hmm. all of a sudden you have exactly that. You have creators with new ideas and new ways of doing things. And that's that's where the beauty is. Mm -hmm. And so how do you feel like um, 
like why did you become interested in even being interviewed here with like the urban farm like do you feel like that's something like the individuality of the urban homestead or the beauty or food that can be or found? advocacy or environmental like what, 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 Wait, what, what, what draws, draws you yeah. to even be here today <laughs> yeah well what's really interesting and I I have to preface this a mm-hmm. little bit I grew up in a house my father is a hunter mm-hmm. and so I went through and uh, I went through my period of time where it was like uh, I think I'm gonna be a vegetarian you know sorry dad but you're a murderer and I was like you know my angsty teenage phase which was not good Um, but then I moved out here from Allentown Pennsylvania and I started shopping in the shopping marts and I'm looking at this meat just like oh my gosh what is wrong with this stuff this is this is really you've seen the real stuff yeah. yeah And so I kind of pulled back a little bit on that. I started eating a lot of seafood, Mm -hmm. um, which is very difficult to produce sustainably. Mm -hmm. Uh, So now I'm just kind of in this world of, you know, what can I eat Mm -hmm. that doesn't harm other things, Mm -hmm. but still get all the nutrition that I need? And especially going through, like I told you in my story, you know, trying to maintain that healthy lifestyle and still put on muscle Mm -hmm. and, you know, be strong and all of that. It's important to me to have a well-rounded diet. And it's even more important to not have all these hormones in Mm -hmm. my food and preservatives and all of that just nasty stuff that clogs and blocks Mm -hmm. us up, you know? Mm -hmm. So for me, I'm always looking for other ways to kind of modify my diet and Mm -hmm. be a healthier person. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I read somewhere you wild harvested with your mom um, at some point. Like, what what was your favorite memories from that? Oh my gosh, okay. So that would be stealing strawberries. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. I, just, okay. <laughs> I know, right? That was like that was 20 years ago, I can say. Um, yeah, so there is a farm close to my house in Allentown. So mm-hmm. my dad would hunt and fish and mm-hmm. bring home all of our protein and all of our meat and things like that. And then my mom and I would go out, we would pick peas mm-hmm. and we would pick strawberries and snow peas and all of those things. And I just remember being in the field. I think I actually probably stole more peas than I did strawberries because fresh out of the field, those things are good. Those are so good. So, you know, for every maybe five, 10, 15, I would pick, I would maybe munch on one. It's unusual for people hate peas. Yeah, they hate them. They're used to the canned peas. Frozen peas. Frozen peas, which are. Pretty and when nasty. they actually taste, you know, something that's right, picked right off the vine, they're just like, oh, wow. You can see their eyes yeah. just go, that's good. Like, well, yeah, having yeah. grown up this way, growing up as a kid, I would, I'd be eating veggies and, and salad. And they're like, oh, you know, I hate that stuff. My friends, I'm just like, I never could understand why they hated it. Because, yeah. But then I realized they weren't having what I was having. Mm-hmm. Did, I mean, we thought, doesn't everybody eat like this? But right. not necessarily, right. you know, and... It's it's unfortunate because we've gone so far. Mm-hmm. Not so long Away ago, everybody had backyard gardens or were near yeah. a farm yeah. to to you know get fruit from or, mm-hmm. or produce from. Now everything's is you know especially in California, the the, the farmlands are, are disappearing and yeah and uh, you know there's food deserts in certain parts of the of, of Los Angeles. So yeah. it's um and that's why you know people who are harvesting and gleaning and giving it to people who can't and. Get the food, you know, in their location is great. So, yeah. 
Yeah. And, and then I also heard you like um, love animals too. I do yeah. love animals. I am one mm -hmm. of those people that I'll probably be better friends with your dog than mm -hmm. with you. Oh, that's that's <laughs> Jordan here. Hi, <laughs> <your> dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely yeah. one of those people. I know. I keep looking around. Yeah, he's, he's, he's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I love animals. Uh, growing up, also with my mom, we fostered over 25 dogs mm. and found them forever homes. Oh, wow. So that was a really exciting journey mm -hmm. and practice. When I came out to Los Angeles, I've been out here for eight and a half years now. I tried doing it mm -hmm. in the apartments mm -hmm. and I, I did pretty well. I, I mean, it was about ten, five to 10 dogs that I was able to mm -hmm. place in a short amount of time. But mm -hmm. in an apartment here in Los Angeles, you know, yeah. it's near impossible. And mm -hmm. a lot of them are pit bulls, which yeah. are some of the, the sweetest dogs, dogs mm -hmm. in the world. Such misconceptions mm -hmm. surround pit bulls. Mm -hmm. uh, so I do recall having two babies, two little puppy pit bulls, mm -hmm. and I was able to turn them around within a week. Yeah. So that was a really exciting process yeah. for me. But we've saved a lot of greyhounds, retired racing yeah. greyhounds. Mm -hmm. And I just visited home, actually, and I saw my mom, and we still have one named Lance. He's this beautiful black greyhound retired racing and when we first got him he was all black mm -hmm. but now this Little last gray. time I went home his face is all Little white gray. and oh but he's such a sweetheart so what brought what brought you up to LA in the first place mm -hmm. So first place, <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah. Well, no, I, you know, I really loved it. I thought um, I was going to move from small town Allentown to New York City. Okay, mm -hmm. that was my first exposure to the big city, and I was like, yes, New York, like let's do this. I'm going to be an actress on Broadway and all this stuff, right? And then I came out here to Los Angeles to visit my aunt, who lives in the Larchmont Village area, mm -hmm. and I cried my eyes out on the way back to the airport. I was like, I'm, I'm, I can't leave, I can't leave, I'm so sorry, New York City, but I'm going to move to Los Angeles. Yeah. I have to. Yeah. And from that moment on, I think I was 13 years old, <laughs> and it took me about seven years to make it actually happen because I finished high school, and then I got my associates, and then I moved out here when mm -hmm. I was 21 years old, and I said, that's it, my life is, is what it is now, and Los Angeles, here I am. <laughs> <laughs> the the what is your favorite part about Los Angeles I mean like what is your favorite is it you know the the natural beauty or is there just like the what 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 made you like I had to stay here I think besides the weather besides the weather besides the weather which actually I'm actually a humid heat person. Mm -hmm. I like the humid heat. I know mm -hmm. a lot of people don't, but this dry heat, uh -huh. man, it gets to me. Uh -huh. But what I do like, mm -hmm. that's what I don't like, what I do like mm -hmm. and actually really love and appreciate and give a lot of credit to where I'm at now is the opportunity mm -hmm. that Los Angeles mm -hmm. holds. I believe that you can come out here and be free to do whatever you want. You know, if I wanted to pursue pageantry in Pennsylvania, I had no idea where to start. My pageant career here in California started with a Craigslist ad. Of all, I, I kid you not, of all things, you know, it, I was going on, I was looking for castings, and it was like, Miss California USA, we're looking for contestants. And I kind of putzed around a little bit. I, like I said, I was 21 when I first came out here. And 26 at that time was the age that you age out of the Miss 
USA system. Mm -hmm. And so I got to be 26 years old and I was like, oh man, if I don't do this, I'm never going to have an opportunity to do this. So whatever, I'll just try it. I'll buckle down. I'll get it done. And I went, I went into the orientation and I was so surprised because, you know, the layman's person like view of pageantry can be very off. They have a, they have a couple things that they can draw their opinions from and none of them are all that positive. So when I went in there, I was bracing myself. Oh gosh, this could be bad. This could be good. I'm not sure. But I walked into the room and I realized, oh my gosh, this is the sorority I never had. These women are so driven, mm-hmm. empowered, supportive, mm-hmm. and loving. And I said, you know what? This is it. I, I have to do this. I have to be in this space. Mm-hmm. And from there, it just expanded. A couple directors contacted me. I had no idea there were pageants above the age of 26. And so I started finding about all these different organizations. And now finally, here I am with the United States National Pageant Organization. And I am so happy to be with them because they care so much about community involvement, your platform, and serving. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm excited to represent California on the national stage in July. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So yeah, you're going for Miss USA? Miss United, United States. States. Yep, okay. Miss United States 2017. <laughs> okay, when is, that, when is that going to be like your big thing? Like that's, months? Yeah, that's the big thing. So I'll be going out to Orlando, Florida. Okay in uh, maybe like the last couple days of June, get okay, myself so settled. Okay, so it's coming up, all right. Yeah, yeah, just a couple weeks, and then the final competition is it's on in. July 8th. Okay, well, we'll, we'll yeah, pull for you a little bit. Thank <laughs> you very much, and I'm sure you'll yeah, be able to I'll find be, it yeah, somewhere streaming yeah. online, mm-hmm. for sure. Awesome. Good, I'll make a note yeah. of that. And like I said, so you have, um, and you said about your, your platform was, you know, redefining beauty and things mm-hmm. like that, so, you know, Along with your, you know, um, competing, do you, are you planning, or I mean, what's your future? Are you planning on continuing a particular message, or is there a movement that or you're passionate about that once these are over, if this doesn't, you know, does it work, you know, work out? Are you, what are you going to, you know, like, focus on? Yeah, so for me, I have a habit of not focusing on one thing at a time. <laughs> <laughs> Which is okay. I think we're all there. <laughs> many plates good, so right? like a, yeah yeah um, like the at the circus with yeah, the with plates, the plates yeah. and you have a whole yeah. bunch of them yeah, yeah. totally uh, so for me I love the entertainment industry mm-hmm. uh, well let me say that again I love and sometimes hate the entertainment mm-hmm. industry but my negative experiences within the entertainment industry have prompted me to really take it and make Mm -hmm. it what I want it to be. So for me, I love developing concepts for Mm -hmm. shows, uh, especially reality shows. My dream career, the be-all, end-all, pie-in-the-sky, is a cultural dance travel series. And so that, to me, is really exciting because I was raised as a dancer. I started ballet when I was three years old, and I truly believe that dance is our original form of communication. Mm -hmm. You know, you have the cave paintings and you have sounds Mm -hmm. and you have all this stuff but when it comes to communicating with one another dance and movement Mm -hmm. goes 
far beyond verbal communication, especially, you know, nowadays when people are like, hey, you're American and you speak English. I'm like, no, I'm American and I speak American. Like, mm-hmm. let's be real. So mm-hmm. with all of the dialects and all of these different language barriers and challenges that we have, dance and movement is where it's at. So for me, I want to travel around, I want to survey mm-hmm. the world, and I want to find out what we're missing mm-hmm. by not having dance, mm-hmm. by yeah. not having the art of dance in schools as well, mm-hmm. and passed down traditionally from generation to generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a that's, good point. I love that. Yeah. Because you. I do see that in myself, um, how dance was part of communication when you look at mm-hmm. all the primitive tribes. It was, yeah. Things meant yeah. something to them was yeah. the way they moved. Yeah. And yeah, what is an American, what is American dance? No. What, what is, <laughs> it's what is, a mix. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, what is, you know, if you're from Pennsylvania, you know, I mean, technically America is so big. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, in different regions. Well, yeah, it also kind of, was uh, yeah. by ge- <clears throat> by um, decades. And yes. different dances meant different yeah. things. Yeah, and different seasons. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So in Pennsylvania specifically, there's a lot of uh, kind of informal court dances. Mm-hmm. So you have mm-hmm. things like the Maypole and all of that that mm-hmm. the immigrants brought over when we first, you know, founded the country uh, when Europeans first <clears throat> founded America. And so you see a lot of that at the Mayfairs and. You know, they dress up in their garb and mm-hmm. dance and celebrate. But then you also have things like war dances, which, you know, come way before all of that. You, the men mm-hmm. would get themselves hyped up to go out mm-hmm. and fight and defend their land. Or hunting dances, mm-hmm. they would do the same thing. They would gather around in a circle <laughs> over a fire. And if they didn't do it, they wouldn't hunt. They wouldn't get any yeah. food. Mm-hmm. Um, and these were the beliefs that were passed down generation to generation. So that's just one example. But then also, like you were saying, more modern dances, Balboa Swing Mm -hmm. actually came right out of Los Angeles here Mm -hmm. in southern Los Angeles. And so that was, you know, the 1900s when people got together and started having that social Social, hour where they got to meet each other. And, you know, how many people met and had kids Mm -hmm. at these events and functions. And that never would have happened unless they were doing swim dancing. You know? It it was how life was formed around these certain dances. Yeah. Is there a, uh, like, a culture that you find, like, a particular dance, like, kind of, like, is there, like, you Mm -hmm. have you studied many cultures and have Mm -hmm. you, like, felt like drawn to this one particular I am so drawn to Asia Mm -hmm. I mean just in general that's Mm -hmm. like a very very general thing Mm -hmm. Uh, I love Japan I Mm -hmm. had an opportunity to visit Japan about 10 years Mm -hmm. ago I didn't get to see much dance but really I think kabuki dance is some of the most powerful I mean I even gave myself chills just now Mm -hmm. Um, but what they were expressing through that what they Mm -hmm. were going through at that time when they developed this dance form Mm -hmm. is just you see it It, it's so the movements they're so minimalistic but at Mm -hmm. the same time they're so powerful we're big fans it's very expressive in the control that's what I find Yeah. yeah Yeah, exactly. I had an opportunity to work with Agori when I was studying at California State University, mm-hmm. Los Angeles, and I did a kabuki piece. And it was maybe 12 minutes long, but our rehearsal process for this, we took our hand and we, I mean, he's like, I don't care if this takes the whole hour and a half of this rehearsal, just make a fist. Yeah. as slow as mm-hmm. you possibly could and so for five minutes you know I was able to kind of crunch my hand crunch my hand crunch my hand it starts shaking <laughs> it starts oh gosh but it's exactly that it's this control and this mindfulness 
that you experience while you're dancing it. The girls have a weakness for Bollywood. <laughs> We're like oh, a South yes. Asian dancers. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. traditional Bollywood. Traditional yeah. Bollywood. Or I shouldn't say traditional Bollywood. Traditional Indian, yeah. Indian, Indian dance. Yeah. What I find was we, we yeah. happened to tour a little bit of India, and I found that there was a lot of expression in their dance as well. Mm-hmm. And it, to me, it was more of the wild abandon. They, yeah. They, like, they were walking down the street and they see something they love and they're like, yeah, you know. Yeah. Like, I'm like, with America, we don't start dancing when we see something they love. You know, yeah. they're just so happy that something was done and they just yeah. erupt and dance. And yeah. I was like, this is beautiful. Here yeah. we look at each other with like a crooked eye, like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. Why, yeah. why are you being so free and open right yeah. now? But yeah. with Indian dances, it's spectacular. It's, because it's spontaneous. You know, whatever it's finger you mm-hmm. have, your eye movement, are, and I and everything is so specific. Everything's moving. Yeah. <laughs> like, how does that happen? Yeah. It's yeah. amazing. I know. I, all sides of the brain. Yeah. I know. You're just all the time. I know. You're just like looking at it with your mouth and just going. Yeah. Yeah. Stunning. And the, you know their costume. And it's, yeah. But yeah. I just. Yeah. I just. I'm just the people that you know that express that. That drew me to that yes. spontaneous expression of joy. Yeah. You know, like an Indian wedding. It's just like mm-hmm. just mark your whole week out. Yes. <laughs> it's gonna be dancing for like twenty hours. <laughs> just go That's for it. True. <laughs> yeah. And that to that joy and mm-hmm. spontaneous singing sometimes yeah. with. It, particularly in the Punjab district, mm-hmm. I yeah. find that. Yeah, even in, like I said, Middle Eastern, you know, the, uh, in, in Israeli, there's a lot associated mm-hmm. with, the culture is associated with dance, you yeah. know, and certain, um, you know, seasons and, and harvest and agriculture, agriculture. Mm-hmm. are defined through dance and yet, yeah. you know, and music. Yeah. And so that's why we have somewhat in our backyard here we do have music events and we did have flat footing yes. uh, Love it. Dance, and then what else oh we did have a Bollywood night where yeah. we had a lady well, no, we are, oh no we also had the Virginia Virginia Reel oh right we did do that <laughs> little, our little house on the prairie night yes nice. we did that so. nice so we, did, we went from farming to also the community so we had music farm dinners mm-hmm. and then concerts house Dancing. concerts and then uh, hoot nannies was yeah, born, nannies, which is yeah. basically like an open mic kind of thing. But, awesome. Um, so we did, we went in that the last couple of years. Yeah, because I think, like you said, it, people are defined. I mean, and they're not just you need they need a way to express themselves, yeah. and they're not. Some people are, not, you know, you're just plugged in. You're, you're, mm-hmm. you know, you have it in where you can just have it in somebody's backyard, mm-hmm. and in you know, like a picking party or, or, yeah. or whatever, and and see music in its organic form or, mm-hmm. or dance in its organic form mm-hmm. uh, form is what we tried to bring, you know, besides yeah. so we've had complete food. strangers, yeah. you know, have the table set up like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have 30 or 40 people there, and they'll sit there for hours and just sit yeah. there talking. And yeah. of course the food's good, too, yeah. but you know, <laughs> uh, they sit yeah. there hours, and you have to like turn off yeah. the lights mm-hmm. to get them to leave. Oh, but, that's you know, funny. So. That's funny. Yeah, there's something that you just cannot put into words, and I think you're not supposed to put it into yeah. words, but when you're dancing and when you're in that flow, mm-hmm. it's like you jump in a river and you let go, mm-hmm. you know, and you can't find that unless you allow yourself to dance. Yeah. Okay. We also have a, I understand you're doing, we talked about it before a little bit, production mm-hmm. company or yeah. a film or... Uh-huh. So actually I am co-creator of two production companies. 
The first is Baby Moo House Studios, which actually Canyon is co-owner of as well. And together we are focusing on feature films. So we're in development of a couple feature films. The most far along one we're on is called Venus. And that's about three girls that go into the desert on the extraterrestrial highway and are looking for something mysterious. Uh, whether it be an alien, whether it just be a fun road trip for girls, who knows? But what they find, now that's a different story. So you'll have to check We're back have in a couple years that for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then uh, my production company that I own on my own, that production company is focused primarily on narrative feature films. Mm-hmm. I love the docu-reality stuff. So I'm developing my own production company that will house all of those things. For example, the Dance Doc Travel mm-hmm. series, uh, a Redefining Beauty series as well, because it's mysterious mysterious to me how we can go to all these different countries and I've spent some time in Sri Lanka I kid you not on the shelf in my hotel in Sri Lanka is uh what is that Biore right uh what yeah or pores or or something whatever yeah so in this bottle of face uh moisturizer Mm -hmm is whitening. Yeah, it's all about white skin And I, I don't, it's amazing because I go over there with my tan, <laughs> you know, and they're yeah. like, uh, you know, it starts washing off and they're like, oh my gosh, you're so beautiful, you're so white. white. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, you're so beautiful, you're so bronzed, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So for me, I think there's a lot to travel around mm-hmm. the world and say, hey, it doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter what size you are, or what skin color you are or, you know, what social standing you have. And, you know, it doesn't matter. As long as you love you, you're beautiful, you know? Yeah, that's a marketing thing with Judaism. Mm-hmm. Like that. Yeah, I mean, what do you think, yeah. White, white is better mm-hmm. than, yeah, yeah, even with food, you know, white bread is supposed to be better. Mm-hmm. White sugar, yeah. white thing. Yeah, everything, you know, but it's, you know, everything, it's, it's like, all the different colors, you know. They're not only there's not yeah. only orange carrots, right? Right. And there's not only white potatoes. Right. There's many colors out there, and yeah. even not even yellow corn or white corn. There's so many other colors. The original, yeah. yeah the original, original carrots weren't mm-hmm. orange, mm-hmm. and the original corn wasn't red. Yeah. So, I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Unfortunately, there's <laughs> a lot of pressure on that. It's it's all about conformity. They want everybody yes. to be all the same, and I yeah. and I know about the white. The you know, everybody wants to, the skin whitening is a big thing mm-hmm. in India as well. It's yeah, you know they want to them beauty is simply to be the whitest you can. Yeah, and I'm like some of the most beautiful women. I'm looking at them. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, really? yeah. I mean, you really? Wow. Okay. You know? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, I'm, I mean, what would you tell? Because um, like I said, you, you had the issue too, and we all have that issue. Mm-hmm. What would you tell young ladies or women out there, um, and anybody, anybody in general, just like, how can we stop? from having that pressure of having to conform and feeling the pressure, even though Perfection. it's... And we all feel it. I mean, even to yeah. the, like, still, I mean, we can say that, but then you look at it and you're like, well, you know, I've, I've gone to places <laughs> and I'm like, wow, you know, I kind of don't fit in, you know, and it's yeah. like you, you start to, you, you look Doubt. at yourself. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, I shouldn't really be here, you know, because I yeah. just don't fit in. It's also the and perception you, of perfection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for me, I still struggle with perfectionism Mm -hmm. I do I really do I just feel like I can always be doing better Mm -hmm. and I realized very quickly that each moment sets you up for the next 
And so as long as I'm doing the best I can in this moment, I can pass that on to the next moment and I can build from there. I think that my biggest message to young girls is to compliment one another. Because when you, and I mean, again, I struggled with this. I hated beauty. I, Mm -hmm. I despised it. I would see a beautiful girl in my high school or in my elementary school and I would just get so scared and so fearful and and I, I can't do that and I'm so jealous and, and then I would remove myself from that and then I realized, no, that's not, that's not what I have to do. I, I have to compliment them. I have to say, you know, you found something within yourself that you're proud of. Good for you, you know, you look beautiful today. Oh my goodness, you have a beautiful dress. You know, I may not be able to afford that dress, but I can appreciate it on you. Mm-hmm. Just every single day, give one person one compliment. It's the same thing as people talk about uh, being grateful for things in your life and how that just changes how we breathe and how we feel toward one another. It's the same kind of thing. Be complimentary to other people because all of a sudden that girl, if you compliment her and you say, Mm -hmm. hey, you have beautiful eyes, she'll say, oh, okay, well, thank you very much. Or she'll be like, yeah, I know, thank you very much. Or, you know, uh, uh, she'll say a bunch of things. But when she goes home and she sits with herself in the mirror and she's looking, she'll say, wow, that girl went out of her way Mm -hmm. to give me a positive message. I can do that too. And all of a sudden, it's the butterfly effect, right? And then that goes to another person, that goes to another person, another, another, another. And all of a sudden, it's positivity that we're mm-hmm. passing along instead of these negative feelings of jealousy mm-hmm. and fear. Mm-hmm. It does make your day. Somebody compliments you, like, oh, hi. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you do have a better attitude towards. Yeah. And guess what? When you smile, mm-hmm. you're a whole heck of a lot prettier <laughs> yeah, yeah, than when you're grouchy walking around yeah. stomping your yeah. feet. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So pass the smile on. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah. And, but it's. You know, women do, you know, they're kind of one of the hardest ones sometimes to be around. Like, women like to tear down. And that is, that for me also growing up in a different neighborhood was, you know, women were the hardest for me to be around Mm -hmm. because they, I looked different because this was a, um, it was a mixed race neighborhood and I was, Mm -hmm. I was white girl. And so it was like being torn down all the time. Yeah. It kind of made you feel a bit like, you know, I didn't fit, but it's like, you do have to build each other up. That means... Yeah. In the end, it's all up to us to help each other survive. That's right. You know? That's so. right. We're all in it together. Yeah. And this is the other thing I tell people. This is not a ladder. Mm-hmm. This is a staircase. You know, there's not only room for one person at the top. There's room for everybody at the top. And you can all go at the same time holding hands mm-hmm. if you want to. Right. We lift each other up. We don't have to kick people off mm-hmm. to get ahead. Yeah. So competition sometimes I mean, can be brutal sometimes. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. all, it's all, sometimes somebody's a winner and somebody's a loser. Yeah. Which is really interesting because I'm here mm-hmm. representing pageantry, <laughs> right? And so that's another lesson that I learned very early in my pageant career. I'm not in competition with anyone else. I'm in competition with myself mm-hmm. to be the best version of myself that I can possibly be. So I can give back to the world what mm-hmm. I was meant mm-hmm. and put on this earth to do. And so I think that's another thing that's really important for girls 
and guys, boys, mm-hmm. anybody, any human being mm-hmm. on this earth, mm-hmm. if you can hear me, mm-hmm. you're not in competition with anybody else. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you're up against someone else for the job or the gig or whatever it is, but the only way you're gonna get it is if you're truly you and you bring something else to the table that no one else does. No one else is gonna be able to tell what makes you unique. So you find it on your own mm-hmm. and bring that, show that to the world. That's mm-hmm. hard to people to understand. It is because well, they're, they're, they're bombarded. Yeah. Um, from, you a know, young, from a young age. Yeah, they're just bombarded everywhere. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's just, it's, it's sad. And, you know, I think we also, we have the chance to change that. Yes. You know, and it is, it's from, yeah. be, from my generation, you know, the catalogs of the of the magazines there it is breaking through mm-hmm. D- the yeah. you know the norm is a little changing and yeah. people are, are more accepting of the different yeah and you don't have to be that. so do you feel with your entertainment company that you, you're going to actually take that on like try to change how entertainment works a bit yes mm-hmm. yeah i'm trying very hard to do that and i have a disheartening story to share on that uh so as i told you venus is a film Mm -hmm. with three female leads and so uh canyon and i were in office of a man i shall not name but Mm -hmm. a hollywood gatekeeper Mm -hmm. and we're pitching him this idea and we're so excited and you know three female leads and one of them can be a name if you need Mm -hmm. it to Mm -hmm. sell it and Mm -hmm. distribution blah 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 numbers all that stuff got it great cool but the story is about girls. It's about finding who they are. It's about, you know, do they find an alien or do they find out that they're just alien to themselves? You know, there's there's a second level to this film. And he looks at me dead in the eye and says, well, I think we could really sell this if we change one of the leads to a man. Yeah. <laughs> and I just, I just, I have never had so much control in my life (laughs) because I didn't say anything. I, I, you know, that's why I have a business partner for this. And Mm -hmm. I let him handle that Mm -hmm. particular Mm -hmm. circumstance. And, you know, for me, I walked out of there and I just took deep breaths and I said, this is what's wrong. And no, I'm not going to change the lead to a man because I'll go and I'll make this film independently mm-hmm. and then I'll make all the money without you. Yeah. So there, yeah. you know, and whether or not that will happen and you know, but, whatever. Yeah. But the Just point is, not to compromise what you truly absolutely. believe in. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that, that, yeah, yeah, I know. Didn't, when was this? That was, was before or after Wonder Woman. Uh, this is before. This is okay. before. I was like, now, now that okay. Yeah, yeah. There's some really great things coming out yeah, now from Wonder Woman with mm-hmm. such a powerful character mm-hmm. and such an amazing performance mm-hmm. by Godot. It's mm-hmm. like it's it's amazing. Yeah. So yeah. Well, maybe I'll think twice next time. I <laughs> I hope so. Well, I'm I glad you're so. doing that. I mean, gen- generally standing on your principles and yeah, you know, not compromising on what you truly believe because you know, not entertainment industry is all about you know making you compromise mm-hmm. to what they think you yeah. should do you know? yeah and half of it is business mm-hmm. and half of it is just tradition and you can't be mad at tradition no. <laughs> you know you can only educate 
those mm -hmm. that are so blinded by their tradition that they're not living in the present, mm -hmm. right? So once you're able to talk to those people and say, hey, actually, there is an audience for this. Here are the numbers. Mm -hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? Or, or hey, this person actually will bring in people at the box office. Because I get it. It's a business. I'm asking you for millions of dollars mm -hmm. to help me make this. I get you don't want to lose millions of mm -hmm. dollars. That makes total sense to me. Mm -hmm. But how can the formula be rearranged to make it work? Mm -hmm. Because it's not impossible. Mm -hmm. You just don't want to put in the energy to make it happen. Mm -hmm. But I, and people like us, it seems, are going to do that. We're going to be that voice worldwide to say, hey, you can do something else. You can stand up for what you believe in. And I think that especially the youth will hear that and will start becoming empowered at such an earlier age. You know, because for me, it was like finding this, I'm like mid-20s, I'm like finally comfortable in my own skin, and some people it takes their whole lives, so I was a lucky one. But watching this youth, man, you just, if we could empower them, mm -hmm. imagine what they would do, you know? Yeah. Yeah, we did that with a little bit of the project when Dad started, is everybody said it couldn't happen. You know, nobody does that. Done. It can't be yeah. done. And it was just like, well, okay, you know, let's at least just try it. And if I fail, then I, at least I failed to myself. Right. And so dad really, he pushed the envelope. He kept. Well, yeah, it was, it was, it wasn't about com competing with anybody. It was it's to compete himself. against he wanted ourselves. To be the best. Yeah. He one year, how did we do? The next year, how can we do any better? Yeah. And just keep track we of tried ourselves. tried to do like one, one, one major project yeah. a year, something so, that we added. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Solar, mm -hmm. biodiesel, animals, great mm -hmm. water, so. We were competing with ourselves and mm -hmm. just documenting it. But. Yeah, and it was all about, like, with you and Beauty, it was like, everybody says you have to farm a certain way mm -hmm. to feed mm -hmm. people. Yeah. And he said, no, mm -hmm. I think I really, you know, can do something for me and my family and take yeah. control of what I feel is right for me. Yeah. And we were and, talking about mm -hmm. how things changed. Um, we, were, we were homeschooled when it was back when it was illegal. So, but dad was a math teacher, so he got got away with it. Yeah. Um, vegetarian, we've been vegetarian for 20 some years. Mm -hmm. And back then it was pretty primitive. <laughs> primitive <laughs> availability. Eat, eat, eat well eat, like eat that. Tofu yeah. and basically, mm -hmm. you know. So, and then now it, things are changing. Yeah. So, but yeah. It, it takes time. It's redefining and it, what has been here is redefining the urban landscape. Yeah. It's seeing cities as something not as you know, packing as many people in and making them like dead spaces. Mm -hmm. It's actually bringing it vibrant with life and yeah. not only uh, neighborhoods, but neighborhoods with neighbors, you know, communicating yeah. with each other, which, yeah. is, which is beautiful. Less striving, more thriving. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. there's a, and they also said, and women in farming is growing yeah. a lot too. Yeah. So that's great. They're finding. It's a nurturing of the, it the soil and the mm -hmm. land. And yeah. for me, I do the animals and mm -hmm. it's all about holistic and, um, not only, you know, the cats and dogs are rescues, but now I'm rescuing chickens. Yeah. Because, you know, sometimes they get abandoned. And yeah. That, that, you know, the animal situation for me is, is very disheartening how it happens in the yeah. U.S. Yeah. So how how they're treated as commodity mm -hmm. and not as individual. And at least yeah. your father as a hunter, you know, the animals lived a beautiful life. Yeah. And then he fed his family. Yeah. And we're vegetarians simply because, not because we think meat is murder and we, you know, the angst thing. <laughs> yeah. It didn't happen that way. It was more <laughs> of like the animals are not respected. Yeah. And we're not vegetarian for the reason of not eating meat. It's, they have to have a quality of life. Right. And yeah. I actually believe hunting is, you know, probably one of the most sustainable, sustainable ways of 
Yeah. If you had Absolutely. to eat If you had to if eat meat, yeah. Because right. the animal lives a beautiful, vibrant life that's full. Yeah. In and the then, wild. Then you feed your family. Yeah. And it's not just hunting because mm-hmm. there are out there's the sport hunting yeah. and all that yeah. other stuff the way your father did it no, no no you know I get on the phone with my dad and he tells me the whole genealogy of every single deer that lives See, in his neighborhood beautiful. and he's yeah, like he well I can't them. get this one yet because it's gonna be you know they, they're this old and yeah, so I have mommies to wait and babies and, and yeah and it's that knowledge that he carries yeah, he's you a true, know he's true he's yeah. a true hunter just like the Native Americans yeah. you know who would pray and, and mm-hmm. thank the they recognize the life Every was taken. Part. Yeah, yeah. Your father doesn't see them as like, that's mine. Right. He sees it as, okay, you're a living, breathing creature. Yeah. And yes, I'm going to hunt and feed my family. But at the yeah. same time, he respects, you know, the genealogy, yeah. you know, the social makeup of exactly. each animal. Exactly. So I was also curious about, you probably have a hectic schedule. How do you, if you <laughs> like, you're into like the organic food, how do you keep healthy? You know, you said you were 30 pounds heavier. Yeah. How do you find you know, how do you keep healthy? How do you keep healthy? Yeah, how do you keep healthy? You're running around this. On the go, on the go. I mean, we kind of get a little bit behind you. Or or do you have any even natural beauty techniques that you do or just like your regimen? I mean, Oh gosh, okay. That's a really good question. (laughs) Um, For me, I think it's, it's really about personal development. You know, I, I think what is in the inside is what is shown on the outside. So if you're spending your whole, not your whole day, but a part of your day um, working on yourself, reading, all of these things. I know I'm talking about like personal development and you're like, how are you beautiful? I'm like, well, personal development. Because I I really do believe that. I really do believe in taking time in the morning and meditating and, and reading and doing affirmations and, you know, being motivated, watching positive videos and getting that positivity out to other people. If you spend your time doing that, you know, you're already in the flow. Mm -hmm. You know, your body is in the flow. Your mind is in the flow. It's energized to that point where you can run around and do all these meetings. Mm -hmm. You can still have time to go to the gym. And, you know, um, as I was saying earlier, I am a dancer, but I never trained in weightlifting. Mm -hmm. That was the thing. And so actually Canyon, my boyfriend, is phenomenal with weightlifting and he got me in the gym and that was really a turning point for me because I never thought I liked weightlifting Mm -hmm. until I started weightlifting and Mm -hmm. then I was like okay we're going to the gym right it's time to go to the gym right (laughs) (laughs) and uh so for me it's exercise it's balance you know um 80 percent of it is your nutrition Mm -hmm. learning about macronutrients Mm -hmm. micronutrients vitamins minerals getting things that are not processed if you get whole foods that's a lot better for you uh, because your body is going to break it down and it's going to use it for what it's meant to be used for so if you're mindful of these things i think it will show very quickly through your body Mm-hmm. Yeah. so how much do you weigh now? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah right right i'm getting up there i'm getting up there <laughs> So, and anything else we want to talk about? I mean, like, um, so you're talking about whole foods and, and things like that. Do yeah. You, do you like to prepare foods at home or, or is there, a, you know, or 
in you, your cook you're or whatever. funny are you getting my face right yeah, now yeah you're kind of like <laughs> do i answer this or not uh okay again i have to give a lot of props to canyon because <laughs> okay. he is the food preparation person in the house at least you complete each other yeah yeah you know it's great um because we work together mm -hmm. and it's great to have an accountability yeah. partner mm -hmm. so i give him all the credit when it comes to cooking and doing the research mm -hmm. uh behind you know the macro and micros and mm -hmm. all that other stuff so i i am just better at eating it mm -hmm. and then doing the dishes <laughs> as a special thanks for you know preparing my healthy meal is our favorite then is there a favorite food that you're like oh can you make this for me is there oh, something one of, like, one of his favorite Whole okay. Food it's actually meals. it's actually not something that he prepares, uh -huh. but I love sautéing spinach and mushrooms together. Oh, that's not, yeah. Yeah, that's one of my favorite dishes. But uh, he's not a big spinach or mushroom person, mm -hmm. so that's one of the ones that I have to do myself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's good with Yeah, exactly. But that's pretty popular. Yeah. I make it with the with the. We have a New Zealand spinach, which is like a wild spinach. You can't get rid of it. Nice. So I have a question. After this interview podcast is over, do you want to meet and hold a chicken? Yes, of course. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we have that. <laughs> I might yeah, have to take well, my sash off so it doesn't fine. get dirty. Well, but yeah, they please. all have names, so you can meet Adele. Okay. And say hello Great. to Adele. Aww. Hello. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then the ducks, they're all, they were raised. They're all hand-raised and, and tame. And so they're, they're pretty affectionate. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if I know what a duck kiss is like. They kind of do this little shimmy and give hugs. you hugs on your shoulder. Is that right? Yeah, okay. Little, and then they just... Little nibbles. They fill... Like, fill <laughs> yeah. Their mouth they use, like, their fingers. Yeah. Yeah, they, like, nibble you like oh. this. Like, little... Little love bites. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah I've definitely gotten bit... By a Canadian goose before. Yeah. Uh, those are, they're they're kind of mean. <laughs> they're no. kind of mean, but your ducks looked very sweet, so I'm excited to meet them. <laughs> um, so, how how would you like any of our listeners to actually become more involved with it? You know, like seeing what you're doing, and you know, if they feel compelled to yeah. you know, join in on your what you feel like you're doing, changing the world. Yeah, use yeah. support or whatever. So. Helicopter. Shree, <laughs> no, it's fine. Like I said, no. we can sing and dance for a while. <laughs> yeah, right. Just you know, because I know people are gonna listen to this and say, "Oh, that I feel really compelled to, you know, either support her in that way or just follow her." I'm reaching. Yeah. Um, this helicopter. He comes through. Yeah. Let's wave. Hey, everybody. <laughs> We're in the middle of the city. It's a fire helicopter. Yeah. So I think the number one thing I want to promote for other people, or inspire, let me say, the number one thing I want to inspire other people to do is get involved in their community. You know, a lot of girls in pageantry, there's nothing wrong with this, but they find one organization that they want to work with, and that's their platform. Well and good, that's amazing. And the amount of money that they raise for these organizations, it, it's just jaw-dropping. But for me... I never really felt that because, again, I told you I'm one of the ones where I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, concentrate on one thing. I don't think that's going to be good for me. Yeah. So I've embraced that, mm -hmm. and I like spreading my service around to a bunch of different organizations. So what I really encourage people to do listening to this is go to volunteermatch.com. I think that's a perfect place. There's mm -hmm. so many organizations that are on there, 
and you can contact them and they'll set you up and try it out. And once you find one organization that you're really into, go for it, do it. So when it comes to an organization, I actually recommend volunteermatch.com go there. When it comes to following me in my specific journey, you can follow me across social media at Elizabeth J. Cron, and you can also watch my... Uh-oh. He's coming back. <laughs> he's looking for something. He's making another round. No, that's a different one. Yeah, yeah, this is what city. Here we go. The Urban Homestead, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> interrupt this program yeah. for a flyby. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, now, if you want to follow my journey to the crown, which yeah. we would like to call hashtag road to Miss United States, uh, you can follow me on Miss California US. That's also across platforms. Okay. I have the Facebook. I have the Instagram. Follow me there. Okay. You can also follow the United States National Pageant Organization. Mm -hmm. And we will be live streaming the event, so you can watch it on July 8th. Just Go on Google, find okay. it, and I'll see you there. Awesome. awesome. That sounds All great. Right. Well, thank you for we'll be following you. Yeah, we'll be following you. Uh, yeah, thanks um, for joining us today and, and you know, seeing what we do here at the Urban Homestead and um, sharing yeah. with you, um, sharing your message with us. Yeah. Which I find yeah. Really appreciate that. yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. It's amazing to find like-minded people. We may be in different fields in different areas, but our hearts are in the same place, and we're both all trying to all get this message ground. out here <laughs> you know to to be yourself be unique strive for and above what other people expect from you so congratulations to you on everything you've accomplished with urban homestead it's been my absolute honor thank and you. pleasure visiting likewise thank you of course so um, we're gonna wrap that up i think we're gonna go visit some chickens, chickens and <laughs> have some chickens and uh, maybe yeah. some, eat some fresh vegetables from the garden and fruit so uh, might thanks be some for photos posted about yeah, that. Yeah, right? so yeah. I'd like to thank everybody for tuning in, and until next time, see ya. Bye. Bye. Let's go down to the urban homestead, Pasadena by the freeway. Right down there on the urban homestead, Jules and his family are working away. Come on down to the farm in the city, back to the future, back to the plan. Right down there on the urban homestead, loving the life back into the land. Oh, oh, help the garden grow, singing. Oh, oh, we've got to help the garden grow. The Urban Homestead theme song was written and recorded by Tom Fair. Thanks, Tom. We've come to the end of this show. Thank you so much for joining us. Be sure to tune in again. Until next time, this is Annie, Justin, Jordan. Keep, Keep on growing. Oh, 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 help the garden grow. Sing it. Oh, oh.